This week, we are going to look at Jesus' sixth saying in this series, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. So it's about abiding and remaining in the true vine, which is Jesus Christ, and about allowing God to prune us. And friends, in an era where we are so connected to the world, through email and internet, some of you have family in Australia or New Zealand or other parts of the world, you just pick up the phone and you call, or you send an email, but in actual fact, we are less connected to ourselves and to God than ever before. How much we need to abide in the love of God. So that is what we are going to look at this morning. I'm sure many of us enjoy wine. It comes from vineyards. And the people of Israel knew all about wine, vines, and vineyards. They knew the secrets of proper planting and grafting and pruning. And so the disciples themselves must have passed through many vineyards during their time in the first century. Seeing farmers prune. Seem cruel, but it renews the vine's vitality. Useless vines drain the plant's energy. It was funny, on Friday I did a funeral. The, the funeral itself wasn't funny, sorry about that. But I met a man afterwards who said he'd never heard this passage from John 15 before. And he said it had made such a stark impression on him. Because a few years ago, he had a vine growing would you believe it or not, in Broxburn, covering his front porch. But for five years, it didn't bear any fruit. And then a friend told him, just cut it back, prune it back. It seems counterintuitive to do it because it's green and it seems like it is flourishing, but it's not bearing any fruit. And he said, in faith, this is a non-believer, he pruned many of the vines keeping the stem. The next year, it had lots of fruits, lots of grapes growing from it. Now, I don't know about you, but I unfortunately don't have a vine at the manse. But we do have lots of roses. And in this past week, some mornings, like many of you have done in the last few weeks, I've pruned some of the roses that we had. And I'm no real gardener so it felt weird doing it doesn't it it seems like the rose bush is doing well and then paula instructed me you need to cut it back it's gonna get out of control and you need to cut those that have seven leaves on it because you can see the green looks different am i right it looks a bit different from the other ones that will actually have rosebuds and flowers later and the more you do it the more you strengthen the root and the stem of the plant to increase its potential to bear more roses and more flowers. But it's weird because I kept thinking, is this necessary? Hopefully someone won't walk up the manse or past the house and think, yo, that, that minister totally messed up that rose bush. Hopefully not. 
Friends, pruning can leave a plant bruised and seemingly broken. But expert gardeners know just the necessary amount of pruning to help the vine or the rose thrive. The gardener never cuts off the entire branch, rather just enough for the branch to produce greater fruit. And sometimes God prunes us, and it's painful. But over time, God prunes us to look more and more like Jesus. Maybe you've been to Disneyland or Disney World, and you've passed some bushes that look like Mickey or Donald. I don't know if you've seen that, but it takes time. It takes, in fact, years and sometimes even decades. We know this in the Church of Scotland. We are busy with a pruning process. And guess what? It's not only the Church of Scotland. It's the Church of England as well. And many, many churches for that matter. Cutting back, pruning this institution that we are part of. And I don't think necessarily it's a bad thing that we are being pruned and being cut back. If we just think of this analogy, this metaphor of a vine having the potential to flourish and grow if it is pruned and cut back. I wonder this morning if you can think of your own life. Is God pruning something in your life? Is He cutting back on something? In your life? Does it feel like something's been taken away from your life? Do you have faith that God might bring something miraculous from that which you are going through? As we've said earlier, left to their own devices, plants and trees will grow randomly in every direction if you don't channel them to go into a certain shape. We've seen this with toddlers as well. I see it with my nephew, my brother. If he doesn't channel his two-year-old, he will just go running out into the street and he might get run over by a car. That's the work of a parent, a loving parent, to sometimes channel their children in certain directions. The alternative is just to let them go and possibly get run over by a car. No, pruning is necessary for proper growth. God prunes each and every one of us because He loves us dearly. One commentary said it like so. Ironically, it starts off, we, you and I, we find that our strength is as much a product of our failures as our successes. Maybe you've experienced that. Our strength is as much a product of our failures than our successes. That it's not the pleasures of life, but the pain that proves to be the metal of strong character and lasting faith. To have a good crop of grapes, friends, it is necessary for the vine to be pruned. God's pruning is an act of love that is meant to extol life, not extinguish it. Commend life, not condemn it. Protect life, not punish it. So that's one aspect of our passage today, to be pruned. Another aspect is to, as that famous song says, to abide in Christ, to remain in Christ. 
The Greek word menu is used eight times here. Nine times, in fact, in eight short verses. The secret to productive branch is being attached, to be grafted, to be etched into the vine. It's that relationship that we have with Jesus Christ and His community to abide in, to be with Him in His presence. Another quote from a commentary says it like so. We can no more function spiritually when unconnected to Jesus than when we can function physically when cut off from the air that we breathe. Being unconnected to Jesus is being cut off from the source of life. Without our connection to Jesus, we are completely dependent on our own resources, which will bear little or no fruit. Our own resources might produce growth, but the growth might be malignant. Abiding in Jesus allows us to bear fruit. What type of fruit? Fruit that will last. Paul mentions in Galatians 2 the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Surely abiding in Jesus should lead to these fruits being produced. And so the words to bear fruit appears six times in these verses. Fruit bearing isn't an option. It needs to happen. If it doesn't happen, the vine dresser or the farmer cuts out the stem and throws it away. It's not enough if just one branch bears fruit. The whole branch needs to bear fruit. My father-in-law is a grape farmer. And if there is a block of vineyards that don't produce enough grapes they simply just take it out let it dry and put it in the fire amazing how the vine produces fruit not for its own benefit then but for the benefit of others and when this branch is etched in grafted into the stem the vine it takes on the dna of the vine which is love later on in chapter 15 we hear these famous words from Jesus saying, This is my command, that you should love one another as I have loved you. Greater love than this the world has never known. That he was willing to lay down his life for his friends. And so the ultimate sign of fruit bearing is when we are willing to lay down our lives for the kingdom, for one another, for the benefit of the whole vineyard. It encourages us to look beyond our own needs. And I want to say, if we think of abiding and remaining in Christ, just three simple things that I want to challenge you with today. Three ways we can abide in Christ today and in this week to come. Service to God. Service to God through public worship and support of the local church. We are interdependent. As we are dependent upon God. I don't know if you've received this uh, little flyer through your door. But it's from the Scientologists. Maybe they're just targeting the ministers. I'm not sure. 
But Scientology is a, is a, is a, a weird religion. Okay? It's weird. They also call it church. Um, and they are actually say the opposite of what we are communicating this morning. Um, but the slogan at the very top, listen to this, it says, You, meaning you, reading, are not held down. You are not restricted. You can rise. You are not restricted. It's actually, in many ways, the total opposite of what fruit bearing is. Fruit bearing is saying, no, we are restricted. We are grafted into the vine. We are part of a church community where we are interdependent upon one another's needs, upon one another's gifts and talents. Paul uses the imagery of a body. We are part of the body of Christ. The second thing, to abide in Christ, is service to others. In particular, service to the needy. Thirdly, service to self through personal prayer, devotions, and scripture. And so that is what I want to challenge you with in this week, friends. Is to allow God to prune you and to remind yourself to abide in Christ. Through service of others, through service of the church, and through service of yourself in particular personal time of devotion. It's the only way we can produce fruit that will last. I'm going to end off just with this following quote to drive that point home. It says, The real measure of our lives is not so much what we believe, but to whom we are connected. The better we are connected, the more we are transformed. Such transformation comes from connectedness, not from effort. Suppose someone were to walk up to one of those vines and yell, Start producing fruit. Nothing would happen. You see, once the vine growers have done their jobs, all the branches have to do in order to bear fruit is stay connected to the vine. God's desire is for you to be connected to Him as He is connected to you. Will you not abide in Him in this week? Allow Him to prune you so that you can produce even more fruit. Amen. Let us just pause for a few moments of silent reflection. Maybe you are busy being pruned and you're finding it extremely difficult. Just give that to the Lord. Maybe you have gone through a season of pruning and you need to be reminded that the best place you can be is rooted in the love of God. Receive now the blessing of the Lord. Go now and love one another. Because love is from God. Proclaim God's salvation to every generation. Remain in Jesus Christ. And like branches of vine, draw your life from Him. And may God the vine grower tend to you and make you fruitful. May Christ Jesus abide in you and give you life. And may the Holy Spirit cast out all fear and fill you with God's love. Amen.